there. I'll, we'll just we'll just see what comes out of my face, and then, <laughs> yeah, what, like yeah, we'll just see. I'll, I'll give you my first non-impressions, and I don't want to know anything about this game before we play it. Oh, oh that's gonna be hard for me to. Well, just 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 listen and nod and sit, nod sagely as I say the most wrong things possible. <laughs> so. uh-huh. Okay, so in this bonus episode uh, that's going up probably mostly unedited. Uh, <laughs> so um, we're about to play Left 4 Dead. I've never played Left 4 Dead or two, even though it says I have 10 hours on Steam. That was just for the trading cards, um, which I sold, I sold all of them for two cents. Um, the impression I have of Left 4 Dead, I know about the basic premises. There's zombies. There's a bunch of special zombies. There's four people trying to do something. I just assume it's trying to get from point A to point B. I know nothing else about it. Um, while fighting zombies, I, the big thing I know about it is that there's a an AI director that's supposed to sort of adjust the difficulty to give you the most edge of your seed experience without being like too too hard, depending on what difficulty you've picked. Um, and so it's always a slightly different experience. Um, my closest like analog prior to left for dead would probably be a sven co-op map of all things um that makes sense yeah and then post left for dead it would probably be um strange brigade but i assume it's a lot less like linear and polished and puzzle oriented than strange brigade it's like a little you, bit more you basic you think left for dead's less polished than strange brigade well i guess graphically polished i don't know it's a source you know it's a source engine thing so like <laughs> it's also like 15 years old. <laughs> yeah, the Strange Brigade wasn't like. It was pretty, though. I thought I, it was pretty. I, it's like. Uh... <laughs> so, and that's pretty much all I know. I know there are four characters, but I don't know if they have uh, different abilities or what. Um, okay. That's all I got. I, I, I'm excited to learn how wrong I am about everything. So, I, I just wanted to add something, including an intro, because Jesus, you just jumped. Hey, bonus episodes, you know, it's just a, it's for our patrons who don't exist yet, so everyone gets it for free. <laughs> yeah, but, like, any amount of context to, like... <laughs> context? No. <laughs> I refuse. <laughs> just because, so, we're going to play Left 4 Dead, and I wanted you to do your journal entry before we jump in, because oh, yeah. you, can't, you can't do that later, you know. That's um, true. Yeah, because I'll know about the game. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. But I just find it amazing that you have not played this game somehow. This isn't like another video game. Like, this was a video game people who didn't regularly play video games played. Yeah. Like, crazy to me. And since you were doing your thing, I thought maybe to round it out, I had like a couple like gamer moment things with Left 4 Dead. That's not like the game itself necessarily, but um, yeah. So the first one was like the first handful of times I played this game was back when, do you remember when there was like uh, 
some of them are called differently, but like a PC cafe, like you go and you yeah, yeah. for like an hour to play. Uh-huh. It was like this and a couple others that my friends were like, oh, you got to play this with us. And so we went down and we tried it and I just couldn't figure it out because I never played on a PC before. So the whole idea of using wads was uh... I mean, spoilers. This game uses wads, at least by default. Got it. That doesn't ruin anything for you. Uh, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> um, it being a source game. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just, it, it was just such a surreal experience for me. And then, like, dealing with some of the you know, weird people at that cafe mm. was an experience in and of itself. And, and working around that, you know, being inappropriately groped, you know, oh, things God. you have to deal with. <laughs> that sounds horrible. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I just I remember it being an odd thing and being very turned off from it. Yeah, I and can imagine kind of experience until much later. And the game that actually more got me into this and came back to this game and the sequel to like it more was TF2. That's the game mm. I really broke down and learned. Uh, yeah, computer controls on. Um, that's yeah. interesting. Okay, so TF2 is where you kind of picked up the the standard WASD thing. Yeah, and I mean, and also just between all the Valve games, all the Source games, which are all the Valve games, uh, I mean, right. technically <laughs> not anymore, but really. <laughs> there's a lot of stuff that you learn there that transfers over in weird ways, and I found myself liking other fps's more because of a lot of quirks that are standard in valve games that i don't like right 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 um yeah the other thing is there is a surreal version of this game that is in japan that like was adapted for the arcade kind of what the hell so they have different characters like a schoolgirl and like a salary man and a you know like a pretty boy, yeah. Classic, and, classic uh, zombie characters. Yep. <laughs> and the the controls are because they didn't like just make it like a arcade game. Like there's controls there, but I, I'm gonna put up a screenshot for you, and I'll try to explain for people listening. Like. You have what looks like kind of like the Super Nintendo mouse or something. Like it's a two-button mouse. I mean, but it's just weirdly shaped. Yeah, that is weird. It's it's perfectly symmetrical and yeah. What the hell? And there's a <laughs> and like there's directions on like how to use it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like on screen at all times, I assume. <laughs> right. Well, maybe not all times, but I mean the tutorial bit and then there's this weird kind of like the nunchuck on the wii controller if you remember oh yeah thing. so you hold it and there's a little joystick and then there's like two buttons on it that you can kind of hit i i gotta tell you games being ported to the wii to what i call anything with a real controller was a big win for me because i <laughs> hated the wii controls yeah yeah they're they're not very flexible <laughs> there's a handful of games that i think the wii was excellent for and i wish it leaned in on more of that yeah. but otherwise games needed to be saved from that system 
but yeah for the most part like i i liked i liked some things about the wii but yeah it was mostly weird ports and and games that would have been better anywhere else <laughs> which though with um the switch and you can pull out the controllers and use them more or less like wiimotes where is the punch out from the wii on the switch that is the old like please oh, just yeah. bring that forward um <laughs> sorry random aside uh, I, and so I remember seeing this and I had to pop in, you know, a credit and try it out. And it was, it, it was basically, I mean, slightly different maps. I think they, I don't want to say they were necessarily easier, though they probably were, though I feel like part of that's to accommodate the jankiness, but also the relative um, difficulty of language which is funny so so funny because if you're in japan and you're playing with people on an arcade mm -hmm. you're watching people who if they're on that game and playing it for real might be one of the best players in the world like usually for anything that you're thinking of like a fighting game or a shmup or something those people are on a different level i know certainly in sh and in shump circles like the American players kind of have their league, basically. Right. And then they never compare themselves as much to the Japanese players because the Japanese players are usually just on a level higher. Yeah. And so it was really funny to see a game in the Japanese arcade where that paradigm was shifted. Yeah. And, uh, and was Japaneseified. And I, yeah. the last time I played Left 4 Dead, I don't know if they shoved any of this in, you know, the Steam release, but it seems to me like they have all this content for this game that, I mean, it's all there. They they made it. So right. they put it in and like, you know. I'm interested in that. Yeah, I'm interested in this. Um, I think that would be neat. I love I love weird backported shit. There's got to be a mod for it, though. It's Source Engine. <laughs> And there's got to be something, right? Like, especially for Left 4 Dead, which is... I, It's weird because for Valve, it's not necessarily their biggest thing. But this was the biggest game for a few years. Oh, yeah, this was huge. This really was, like, game that all of your friends are playing. <laughs> like, I I don't exactly know why I didn't play it. I, I, I honestly couldn't tell you. Like, I think I wasn't interested in multiplayer games as much at the time or something. I just, it just, it just passed me by. No idea. And I also feel like we may be past this point in gaming history, but for a, lo a long while, I feel like there's one game for a few years that kind of dominated the headspace of like the, the you know, the think piece articles and kind of the go to design for a number of things. Yeah. And for a while, it was like Gears of War, then it was Left 4 Dead, and then it was Dark Souls. Once right. There's like it's these big... happy-go-pony land or anything. But... <laughs> it is funny how that's never like, like the big game of the moment since basically the Xbox generation hasn't ever been like Mario Party or something. I guess that's not true, though. Animal Crossing was the game of 2020. So I guess it, it was... It, it can't What's that? That or Doom Eternal. Exactly. Which, uh, <laughs> much rather play Animal Crossing. Um, as the resident Doom liker, <laughs> much rather play Animal Crossing than that game. Uh, yeah, Doom Eternal was not. Mm -mm. Is that the worst Doom game ever made? Whew. Doom 3 is pretty goddamn bad. Well, um, allowing the flashlight mod. 
And even then, it's not a very good game. <laughs> it's it's I've never it's, played it. Yeah. It's like it's very linear. It it has all the the worst hallmarks. What? Well, linear. I mean, Doom is not that linear. Like each level tends to have its own sort of layout. Some of them are really linear. Some of them are oh, very not. Okay. Um, Doom three is very straightforward in terms of you just kind of move forward through stuff. And no, it's a uh, way of pain. Yeah, and like the level design is practically non-existent. You know, like it's basically you walk into a room and then turn around so you can shoot the monsters who teleport in behind you. Um, it's just not a very good game. Doom Eternal at least has a bunch of skulls in it and shit, you know? <laughs> like, it's fun to look at all the skulls. Um, so I'm for that. I think that it's it looks better than Doom 3, and that just makes it a better game. But it's still not a not a good game. <laughs> yeah. So We went way off track. Yeah, we went way off track. So we're going to play Left 4 Dead, uh, the first one, not two. And uh, and then the next, next time we record, we'll probably talk about it. <laughs> Yeah. Cool. Well, yeah, thanks for doing the intro post talk as well. So, <laughs> and thanks everyone for listening to our weird bonus episode. Uh, b- bye. Bye. <laughs> All right. This is, this is edit Clint. I barely listened to this. Um, I hope, is, I hope I didn't say anything uh, too offensive because I'm not fucking listening to this. <laughs> the two songs you heard. Uh, the first song was from Treasure Hunter G on the Super Famicom. It's called Sad Freedom. The uh, last song for Matt's Gamer Moments was uh, from Mushihime Sama Futari uh, on the Xbox 360. It's a song called On the Verge of Madness. Goodbye.